0: Trapped in the underground temple, water pouring in from fissures in the ceiling threatens to flood the dungeon entirely. Frantically searching for an escape, two mysteries hang over the party. What are the ramifications of the shadow sorcerer Voss embracing the fallen angel Semyana's power in this dark place? And secondly, will Constantine find clues or evidence of the lost dwarven clan of Arcadin? This is Anatomy of a Campaign. two basic things happening in the upcoming session. First is finishing out the current dungeon and dealing with the the two mysteries that I mentioned in the intro, paying off Voss's interaction with Semyana and that entity's dark power. And second is the mystery of the lost dwarven clan of Arkadin and how can I give something to the Dwarven character and really the rest of the party that feels satisfying. Secondly, there's really just one encounter left in the dungeon itself. I don't anticipate that that will take up the entire three and a half to four hour session. The next thing that would logically occur is the travel back to town and what happens when they get there. It's kind of an extended denouement. If I were to reframe all of this, I would say the big question is how do I make the end encounter for the Oozing Dungeon something that is memorable? And then when I still have a lot of session left, what can I do within the back-to-town portion of of the session that is fun-to-play, engaging, and helps to set us up for the next phase of their broader campaign adventure, as they continue to pursue the Valnexicon. Taking those one at a time, the first and immediate threat and danger and experience they're about to walk into is the finale of the dungeon. Where we left off, they had just taken a short rest by holding themselves up in one room. But prior to that, Voss had embraced the power of the fallen angel Semyana, within the dungeon to defeat the oozes, and so she's wiped out all of the remaining threats that are part of the dungeon adventure as it was originally written. As a reminder, I'm using a side adventure that is part of the published adventure module out of the Abyss. I've modified it to add an additional encounter at the end room... (laughs) Uh, So I I modified the map, I've modified the the adventure so that there's this entire thing which pays off the Constantine storyline of the pursuit of a, a lost dwarven clan. Because there are no more oozes left, the adventure module as written is really about finding a way to get out of the final room without drowning. And there seems to be really just one solution that's presented within Out of the Abyss. And, spoiler alert, if you're playing Out of the Abyss and could be going through this, you should probably stop listening. But what, what they expect you to do is actually open up the fissure in the ceiling, wait till the water rises, and swim out. That seems to be the only solve that they offer up, potentially. And that seems not 100% like something a party would do. They might, but it it also necessitates working the fissure and breaking it open further so that you can actually swim through it. So I'm not 100% sure that that's the way the the party would go. And unlike an overhard challenge where you can get killed by something you're fighting, I think an encounter like that, if you fail to figure out the trick, which is break open the fissure more, and you die that way by drowning in a cave, that feels awfully anticlimactic. Therefore, I'm going to be adding uh, alternate ways to get out in the final room that I've added to the end. I just don't think that the challenge of figuring out how to bust your way through the ceiling of a cave and then swim out is, is quite the way I'd like to end it. In any event, the focus is going to be the undead that are now present in this final chamber. These are the undead forms. Uh, There's shadows. There's going to be uh, souped-up skeletons. And these are the skeletons of a lost dwarven expedition. Additionally, there's going to be the the rest of the blade that Constantine was given as a clue that there might be dwarves down here. Going back uh, a couple of sessions the party, when they were enticed to come into this place, were shown th- the fragment of a golden blade. Well, the rest of that blade is going to be found in here, and if they are able eventually to reconnect that piece of the blade, this is going to be a, a magic sword of, of dwarven make. So this becomes, I think, potential for a future quest. All that being said, what we're talking about is a very basic undead counter in Uh, a large-sized dungeon room. And the challenge for me becomes, how do I take that and make it a little more interesting than just simply an undead fight? So there are skeletons, there are shadows. I think environment is something I always look at as a way to make a combat more interesting. There's two go-tos for me, really. There's environment, and there's the tactics of your enemy. So in this case, I have another thing going for me that I'm trying to pay off, and it's Voss and her connection to Semyana. So the undead will refuse to attack her in any way, shape, or form, and I'm curious to see if the party will be able to figure that out. That's going to be something that allows me to make the, the overall encounter much more difficult because... The party has an ace in the hole. They have the ability to put a character with spells and all that kind of good stuff into positions she never would be able to to be in. And if they figure that out, it can be a massive advantage for them because she can do anything. She can attack them. She can come in really close. Hopefully there'll be things that they can do with that, which allow them to deal with the encounter in a way that they wouldn't normally be able to. That's one point of interest. This situation with Voss and their unwillingness to attack her and their concentration on her uh, allies, I think will freak her out a little bit. Because I'll have them communicating to a certain degree in her mind, maybe even telepathically, that she is free to go. That they really just need to take the life force of her servants, which would be the, the rest of the party. So it kind of could nest a little bit of a role playing encounter within the combat, which has the added benefit, I think, of feeding into how Voss's player, Taylor, really likes to to game. The other piece is the environment itself. I think there should be points of interest, things within this final room that are reflective of what the temple used to be, that the temple was something dedicated to chaos and the abyss and things that even predate the oozing temple. There could even be, not necessarily traps, but I'm thinking depowered mystical glyphs. And with proper arcana checks, the party may be able to determine ways to set them off And these will be the ways that they can also try to escape the cave system that they're in, the dungeon, the temple that they're in. By setting off some of them, they might even be able to blow holes in the wall and and seek exit. So to summarize that, I'm going to make this final fight on the hard side, the harder side, which will tax the party's resources, because remember they've only taken a short rest at this point. They're on a bit of a time clock, because the dungeon is ultimately going to flood against them. They have one party member who the undead simply will not attack, and they have at least one party member, the dwarf Constantine, has a burning desire to gain the clues from this room, which will be somewhat prevalent all around him. I'm hoping that this takes what is a very basic encounter, hey, there's some overpowered skeletons and shadows in this room, and turns it into something that has depth and meaning and sub-challenges nested within it that they need to find ways to, to counteract, and also things that they can take advantage of to potentially make them feel smart and very tactically effective. If and when they're able to handle this encounter and escape the Oozing Temple, they're going to go back to the town of Deadfall where this all began. From there, it would be very simple to keep things exceedingly straightforward. Chances are in the morning they would get on the road. Once they have the forged travel papers, they would simply get on the road and head to the town of Borlane to reconnect with the, the mission that they're on, which is the pursuit of... The Balnexicon. But there are things as the story designer that I need to accomplish. And one of them, and I say this phrase all the time, to pay things off. I've established that they need papers of transit and that the the folks of the Rootlands are a harsh and difficult crew. And so I feel a great desire to pay that off. As they were leaving the town two sessions ago, I said that there was some kind of frantic activity amongst the soldiers of the Rootlands who are garrisoned at deadfall. Ultimately, I want to use this either the night they arrive back in town from the dungeon or early the next morning to present uh, a challenge for them. And it would be a a moderate, modest, maybe even a, a light challenge. The goal of which is to introduce the Rootlanders, the personality of the people of this area. They're folks who are caught in a very, very harsh reality. They have the faithful of Semyana breathing down their necks. They have part of their country absolutely devastated by a volcano. And the other thing that I had established about the Rootlands in the very, very beginning as part of my notes on the area to the players is that this is an area that is inundated with undead. And all of these elements, I want to make sure, are coming to life and being part of what the party has to deal with. If you set up something and don't ever use it or don't ever pay it off, then what's the point, right? So I've said that the Rootlands is this very specific kind of place where they could deal with a lot of prejudice. They could deal with a harsh military. It's a a lawful, neutral, lawful, difficult is what I'd call the the alignment of the region. I need to pay that off. They need to experience that to some degree in order for any of this to, to really help with the story. There's very likely going to be something that they deal with the evening they arrive back, maybe some soldiers who question them when they get back to the inn. Nothing exceedingly difficult, but just enough to kind of say, hey, these guys are here and they're pains in the asses. And then in the morning, dealing with... Maybe the kind of situation where they're not really wanting people to leave deadfall because there have been incursions from undead. Or perhaps there's been some incursions from the faithful of Semyana. I think there needs to be something that ties to that broader storyline of what's going on in the rootlands that's affecting the players and making their lives just a little bit difficult. I don't want to set it up so they can't get out. I want to set it up so those papers really, those papers of transit really become important. And then are those papers effective? And what would happen, you know, whenever you have a die roll that can change the course of things and you say, well, give me a die roll for how well the forgery is, and then you test that forgery, well... You have two paths now. The first is that the forgery works and they're able to get through, wipe your forehead, shoo, and move on. The second is that the forgery has failed. And at that point, you're stuck in a situation where now they're in a lot of trouble. So I I need to be prepared for dealing with both eventualities, right? What would happen if they found false papers of transit in this type of an environment? Would they be able to bribe these guys? Would they have to fight their way out? Would they fight their way out? Is there something that, that they can come up with to get past it? So we may find ourselves in this type of a, of a scenario. As a dungeon master, I don't want to do that encounter. I'm just going to be blunt. I don't want to... I want to kind of get things moving forward. And I feel that I'm, I'm forced with the decision of, do I have something pay off logically, right, or do I make it easy for myself and and not really do it? I think I'm going to land on not making it easy for myself, saying that the story needs to develop the way the story needs to develop. The skill of the new character in forging documents is important here, and we need to see via the dice, did that work? Did it not work? And let the story develop from there. That's a choice I'm making. That's sort of a commitment to saying this isn't just my story. I choose to look at this as an opportunity to see maybe the story will go in a different direction here. Maybe it won't. If I have to deal with it later, I probably will look for ways to curtail it so it doesn't get wildly out of control and become something that's a massive distraction. But you need to let the world feel real. There need to be consequences when things don't go right. And there ne- it needs to feel like a true victory when the players are able to pull something off. The last part of this is making sure that I have NPCs in place that are going to help make the second part of the night's session really work. I said in a prior podcast, and this was one of the sessions we had with No Combat, the first one that was, I think, the far more successful one. The key to success was having these really compelling NPCs that represented factions. And so the other thing I'm doing in prep for the next session is I'm going back to the notes I have on the commander in charge of the Knights of the Rootland, as well as the character who is the proprietor of the inn where the players are staying. I think these two folks can represent personality and the ability to bring to life the setting and uh, set up some, some benign interactions, hopefully, that the players can, can enjoy. The idea there is to make sure that I'm set up to have colorful interactions that can feel somewhat dramatic, that would be fun, that allow the players to exude their characters' personalities alongside the personalities of the people in the town of Deadfall. What will work? Maybe what won't work so well or will be a bit challenging? What will work is the combat and the layers of combat that I talked about. I think having the the depowered mystic glyphs that the players have the ability to charge as part of the environment and do different things, I think that'll be kind of fun and will make the party feel like they're they're really circumventing a, a way harder challenge. Make them hopefully feel insightful and smart and effective additionally within that combat i do think making sure that voss knows they the undead aren't looking to attack her they see her as the queen in a sense and that the the rest of the party are her minions and saying but they don't have your protection, we can kill them, we need to take their life essence. It will give her a chance to interact with these undead NPCs in a more dynamic way. The part that I'm I'm concerned about is the pacing of the second half. I've talked multiple times about making sure that the entire party is engaged. I think whenever we go back to town, the two types of players that I have in my game become more prevalent. That there's a couple of players who proactively go after different things that they want to do in the town. Although with Deadfall, I don't think they feel as comfortable. And so I don't know that this will really crop up. And then I have the other players who basically will be more about, hey, let's just get on with getting on. I do think that that dynamic will be short-circuited by the presence of the garrison and lawful, difficult NPCs who are going to intersect with the players as they're trying to leave. My belief is that that will create a dynamic that involves the entire party and the role-playing aspects of the second phase of the session, but it's always something that I'm on the lookout for. The biggest thing, of course, is that You have a strange pacing in that the most exciting thing is happening in the beginning, the the big old combat, and the second part can kind of feel like something that just kind of dribbles out. The fact of the matter is, because of the way the game runs, we don't have a way to ensure that the big climax occurs at the end of the night, and I think you just have to accept that and move on with your life. I do always like to end on... Something of a compelling note that gets people excited about coming back for the next session. I don't see necessarily an opportunity from where I'm sitting now. That's going to have to be something that I'm on the watch out for as we're playing for the end of that session. Could be that forgery check failed and now we're ending on the cliffhanger of... How are they going to deal with these guards that are now calling their bluff? Or it could be something where they get on the road and it's the end of the night and I want to pay off the fact that there are wandering undead throughout the rootlands and so I have them run into something and next time we'll again start off with a combat. I can't say for sure how that's going to play out. That's something that's just going to have to build organically as part of the session itself and what happens in-game. This has been Anatomy of a Campaign. If you're enjoying the podcast and you'd like to help out at all, the absolute best thing that you can do is give us a review on iTunes. At this point, just looking to elevate the profile of the audio journal and get some other folks listening in. As always, you can reach out on Twitter at Anatomy Camp. Or you can go to the Podbean website. You should see the link in the description and leave us a comment. Or you can reach me directly by email at phil at campaignanatomy.com. As ever, thanks for listening.